This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Bruce Marshall and Vegas Insider on a Tuesday as we do it weekly here as usually bet the board, but uh, kind of your betting options have been minimized a little bit with the finish of the NBA season. Let's start there. What did we learn? Kind of like when you go to the racetrack and you the race is done, what did I miss in reading the form as far as how this race unfolded? Denver wins it and was never really challenged. 16-4. and four. Uh, The closest, the, the most challenged that they were was the 4-2. to two against uh, the Phoenix Suns. That was 2-2 as it went back to Denver. 14-6 and against the spread, uh, Bruce, and then the unders in the finals as well. So what did you learn? Uh, or what did we learn that will help us moving forward, especially in the postseason? Because when you watch that game last night, some people are like, man, this is a little rugged, a little ragged. At one point, Van Gundy says, this is chaos. There's bodies all over the floor and things like that. You know what I like? It's not regular season basketball. You won't see chaos. You won't see guys on the floor as much as that. Guys giving it all they can. And that's the level of intensity that I like to. Real basketball instead of load management, coast. All right, we'll pick our spot in the last six minutes to play a little defense. What would you learn, Bruce, from the NBA postseason? Uh, the playoffs go a long time. I mean, the, the, this uh, about two months, uh, and uh, teams from the start of the playoffs, the further you go, things can change a little bit. In Miami's case, I think, uh, you know, Butler was not the same player later in the playoffs as he was near the start, and I think you go back to that Knicks series when he got hurt early. I mean, his numbers sort of dropped from that point uh, forward. So it wasn't quite the same Miami team at the end as it was at the start, but you know it's it's a it's a war of uh, it's a it's a war of attrition and survival. And uh, yeah, I love the fact too that load management stuff you don't get that in the playoffs. But I mean the teams that have a little bit more, a little healthier, a little bit more depth toward uh, the end are usually in a little better shape. Denver had some depth, and it you know Shaq says this about the the others. Uh, lots of times when you watch him on TNT, um, that's important, really. And you look at it's all—it's rarely you know one or two guys who carry you. Uh, although Den- Denver has guys who can do that, but the others, uh, whether it be KCP or whether it be Aaron Gordon or or Bruce Brown, the others are important too. And Denver's others did very well in this uh, all through the playoffs, really. 
All right. Uh, so fourteen and nine were the Heat uh, against the spread, but uh, including uh, five hundred eight and eight the last sixteen coming down the stretch. And I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, their best player, uh, Jimmy Butler, was just he did not have a whole lot left in the tank. And even at one point, the broadcast team said, "Hey, come on, Jimmy Butler, where are you?" And then he ripped off like eleven real quick to kind of get him back. Uh, three on a gift on a really poor Yuri a former basketball official, that's pretty bad on that one. What is the defense supposed to do uh, as far as uh, defending them? So, uh, but they gave him that three points. And, and Miami could have had it, but it it made for, you know, it, and it tells you something about the Heat. They do have some heart, but they also have their limitations as well. The others, it's hard to count on them game in and game out. You're supporting cast. Uh, one of their stars was a star last night. Bam out of Bayou was fantastic. Speaking of Bam, our 10 to 1 to have the most rebounds. Just missed. He was tied going into the second half against Nikola Jokic. That loses. Our Nuggets in six. Just misses. Now, the, the shortest price before the series started was Denver in five because they would have game five on their home floor. But man, could we win? And can you think about this person? After the split, it was 1 1 going to Miami. The lowest price was Denver in seven. And so. Um, interesting. Did you think the odds makers slighted the Denver Nuggets because they don't have this flair? Because even though a back-to-back MVP, uh, 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 NBA League MVP, and should have been a three-peat, was a little bit under the radar because, well, most of the population on the East Coast just doesn't watch him a whole lot uh, in the uh, regular season and limited action in the postseason. In retrospect, maybe, though early in the series, I thought it was kind of the other way. I thought the heat was being undervalued a bit much. Um, but but again, in retrospect, uh, asking Miami to do that as an underdog in every series, which they were, and, and a decided underdog in the Milwaukee and, and Boston series, uh, that, that took some starch out of them, I think. And it turns out the numbers, yeah, but at the end, you know, those two games in Miami, which were almost carbon copies of one another, games three and four, I mean, that, that really stamped, I think, you know, you know, this series. When Denver was challenged, they rose up. And the other thing, too, you know, Denver hadn't been pushed that hard in the first three rounds. I mean, a little bit in the Phoenix series, but, you know, home court held up the first four games, and then Denver took, took complete charge. And you wondered how Denver would react after game two. They reacted uh, very well. But, again, tip our cap to the heat for making that very interesting last night that was they made that a very winnable game for themselves and butler finally did wake up and he almost pulled that thing out for the heat late but in the end they just didn't have enough firepower if butler wasn't 100 percent, it was very tough for uh, miami to keep pace and they couldn't at the end speaking of a team from miami speaking of an eight seed in their conference speaking of a team that had to go on the road in all four rounds of the uh uh, of the the postseason, the Panthers. It looks like they have finally run out of gas a little bit. Um, did fight back after falling behind three zip, but it was one minute boom, and Vegas was in front for the rest of the uh, the, the remaining fifty nine minutes. Panthers did fight fight back, made it interesting, but now they go back to the fortress three one. Tickets are expensive. They are looking. What will it be like? Will they be crawling up the uh, the, the roller coaster, the stratosphere? What is the, they all have the celebration set up for a city that's never had a <laughs> a, a, a pro celebrate pro championship celebration. Well, the aces. But uh, again, I digress. The thing is, uh, 
What do you think? You got enough guts to uh, pick against the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights tonight? I, I'm, I, I'm thinking about it, but it, it, I think there's some similarities here uh, in game five tonight, like we saw in the NBA last night. I think the Panthers will show up and make this thing interesting, like they didn't do the first two games, but they fought back. They showed me something in game four coming back. But like the Heat, um, you know, physically, I'm not sure – uh, the Panthers are up to it right now. We're not even sure about Matthew Kachuk's status for tonight, right. and he's been sort of the catalyst for them the entire series. He's got that shoulder problem. I mean, they, he can he can be used in spots by Paul Maurice, and he said that. Um, you don't have to put him out there on a shift every every few line changes out there, but you can use him on the power play. If they can get a power play, they didn't get one until right at the end of the game. Uh, in game four, uh, Declare, another guy, uh, brings a lot of speed, a lot of giddy up. Um, uh, he's been hurt, and Declare helped them out in a lot in the first couple of rounds. Uh, so uh, it's going to really be up. They're going to need uh, Bobrovsky to really come up big, and he is capable of doing that. Um, but uh, Vegas firing on all cylinders, uh, the depth there, all four lines are contributing. Aiden Hill, we've talked about how. Uh, the goalie situation for the Golden Knights has worked out amidst a lot of problems this year, a lot of injuries to guys and, you know, four or five goalies they've actually had at one point thought we're going to be in there and actually had to play, and Hill has stepped up pretty well. But uh, like last night, we saw that thing uh, under. We saw both games in, uh, so cross-sport reference there, both games in Miami uh, were uh, were 3-2. Um I think an under might be worth a look here tonight. I can see Bobrovsky standing on his head, giving Florida a chance. So, I mean, I can see another 2-2 and into overtime maybe. Total 5.5. That looks like sort of a mountain in, in this series, especially the way Hills played and uh, the way um, uh, Bobrovsky is capable. One note here. Watch second period scoring here. Uh, the Golden Knights have really played well in the second period. I think it's 30-10 to 10 now. They've outscored foes in the playoffs. And uh, they've been dominant in the second period and really stamped this series, especially we saw it in game four again. Those two quick goals to get 1-0 to, to 3-0, uh, that changed the whole course of that game. So watch the second period. Vegas is going to be tough to beat, but I think it's low scoring tonight. All right. Uh, the uh, Golden Knights are a series high, $1.75 favorite tonight and six. Uh, is it you can uh, you can buy it as a, a great thing about the bet rivers app is that you can yes. buy a half a point if you want to uh, either way uh, on the totals with uh, with not not a ton of uh, of juice on that one uh, for example the uh, under if you want to take a shot go under five and a half it's plus 106 so eh, i think that half a point a half a goal is a big deal i don't know about six. that go, i would la- I, I would rather lay the dollar 24 uh, yep. In under six, Major League Baseball. What do we have here? The one of the t- all-time worst pace ever, historic pace, and the worst ROI team. It's not even close. Uh, the deplorable conditions, the deplorable attendance, the atmosphere or lack thereof in uh, Oakland. It is been sad. And then all of a sudden, and a guy told me. We had a sports book recently. I just want to go win five or six in a row at some point. You know that? I'm like, I don't know, man. This team is real. Well, guess what? It's six and it's counting. The last two in against first place of uh, Pittsburgh at PNC, plus 244, plus 158. 
in Milwaukee. Then first place, the Milwaukee Brewers knocked them out. Plus 215, plus 151, plus 176. Would you like to be a Milwaukee talk show host after that? I mean, that is terrible. And then against the best record in baseball, Tampa Bay, 4-3 to three last night at plus 230. Uh, Bruce, all of that, look at that. I mean, basically on the average of about plus $2 for the whole six-game winning streak. And it has moved them from 30th in ROI to 29th. So it's, that's how deep they had been buried. But what is your – we talk about this a lot. What do you think? And at what point do you think that you have, uh, you know, you kind of uh, are willing to follow them? Uh, because I certainly did uh, at some point. Had to hold on by a thread with a five-game lead on uh, in, the ni- in, the, in the ninth inning on Sunday. But still – uh, what's your philosophy on the A's? Because I talked to Troy Macker at Bet Rivers yesterday, and he said they're still fading the A's. They have not stopped. They have not stopped even during this streak. Yeah, I finally got on board last night. I played it on the. I used the run line. Uh, you get plus one and a half runs and a plus price with the tent with the, the A's last night. Uh, so yeah, I I kind of keep an eye on them now. They're, that's the option there too. You're still often getting plus prices on the uh, plus the run and the, the extra run with the A's. And uh, the, all of a sudden, you're thinking that's not too bad. A few thoughts here. One, uh, Mark Kotze maybe should be manager of the year, I think, uh, the way he's kept that team battling. If you watch the A's play, I mean, there's a real esprit de corps there, and always, there always has been this year. Two, heroic duty. Um, Ken Korak and Vince Catronio calling the A's games on the radio. Keeping it interesting. As low as they've been, those guys have done a great job. I, I do listen to the A's um, uh, on the radio sometimes, so... Uh, on the satellite radio, so give them credit too. Bottom line, though, once they started to get just, and I think I sent a, a text out to you uh, last week, just a modicum of pitching uh, for a team whose ERA was hovering near eight, eight for much of the first two months of the season, and wow. over seven for much of the way. All of a sudden, they've gotten you know some more representative pitching at least. It doesn't have to be Koufax and Drysdale, but it's been good enough. Getting Paul Blackburn back off the injured list. He was an all-star last year. He pitched in oh, he the pitched, all-star He's pitching well. Yeah, he's pitched well. And the other guys, uh, Caprillion, uh, not too bad last night. You cross um, your fingers other, with him, Bruce. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but even even he started to pitch. He's pitched better. So if you're a little bit of pitching. This offense has always been able to score runs in bunches, um, although for the much much of the first two months uh, after they have a little a little uh, eruption on offense, they kind of go silent for several games. But uh, pitching, you get a little bit of that, and it's not bad. They're now they have surpassed the 62 Mets pace, so they're above that. And actually, now I mean, the, the, I maintain the Royals. We might talk about them in a second. That's the worst team in the league uh, because uh, the A's, I think, were trying to deliberately do this. At least management was. Uh, the Royals weren't. So, I mean, they're not they're they're not the worst team in the league right now. And I think you might still be able to play this a little bit. We'll see about today against Tampa Bay. But that's the other thing, Jimmy. These are some pretty good teams they've been beating, too. Um, you know, it hasn't been Kansas City they've been beating. And, oh, by the way, just two weeks ago, they won a series well, against the Braves. So wait, we've seen a little bit of improvement here. You talk about Caprillion. You talk about this. Uh, bat- they're still 28th in run scored, okay? Right. So, you know, third to last um, with, with this run. My philosophy has always been, especially in, a, in the MLB, which I'm an, a daily MLB, uh, you know, better, 
Um, I'm looking for the peaks and valleys, and I'm looking for, okay, St. Louis has a bad record, but they kind of hit a little stride right now. They're playing, their form is better. I look for teams that are playing, uh, bad teams that are playing above their total their total resume. Does it, this is the epitome of this. This is a historically bad team that's on a six-game winning streak. Bruce, uh, it's an auto back. I'm sorry. Until the streak is over, I mean, I'm betting on the A's, and they have a little something. And, man, finally, after, I don't know, two months in a season, they are feeling good leaving the park, and they're excited about getting to the park. I mean, I know they're playing for their careers. I get that, so they're motivated there. But still, this has to be playing. I mean, that's got to be depressing playing in front of 800 people sometimes, you know? Yeah. And in, in, in those conditions, knowing you're getting sold the whole bit. So, man, if you ain't going to bet the A's now, you ain't never going to do it. They're still, yeah. they're, they're still betting the other side. You're getting plus 180 uh, tonight against the Tampa Bay Openers. They're, st- they're still discounted, and, uh, and and you're right. And actually, they, they do, going out on the road has been like, like a big thing for the A's. They, you know, they love to go out on the road because they play in front of some crowds, at least. Just one other note, again, a cross-sport reference here. The worst team in NBA history was the uh, Philadelphia 76ers of 72-73, but, uh, 9 and 73. There was one little stretch, though, in the middle of that season when they got hot. And they won four or five, but they beat the Bucks with Kareem. They beat the Knicks, who were the eventual champion. They beat the Bullets, who were a playoff team. Um, and even the worst teams can rise up once in a while and play uh, pretty well. And the A's are doing that. But I, I also think, you know, the, the pitching has been better lately. And uh, so, you know, that historically bad stuff, if they just get, you know, average pitching here, uh, they're not going to be as bad as they were the first two months, and there's still some value to be had. And as long as they keep winning, you're right. All right, uh, Bruce. In the uh, in Major League Baseball, uh, St. Louis, who lost a tough one at home against San Francisco last night, a uh, Flaherty going tonight uh, for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, a dollar thirteen and nine over San Francisco. Yeah, you know. Uh, St. Louis about three four weeks ago, Jimmy, and I remember being here with you on the show, and I was jumping up and down about the Cardinals. I said, okay, they have put it together and and they're uh, running right now. Since then, the last few weeks, not good. Six and thirteen, the last couple of weeks, the offense has sort of regressed after they were very hot, and Arenado was the hottest hitter in the league for a couple of weeks. I still wouldn't completely bury the Cardinals yet um, uh, because, first of all, the division, I think, gives them an opportunity to make up some ground. But also, a guy like Flaherty tonight, who had started the season very, very slowly, look at his recent numbers. Um, They are very, very good. His last three starts, ERAs at 1.5, and all of a sudden, they're getting some efforts from him like they expected, and you would think at some point this offense is going to start to get going again. Now, they lost again last night. Uh, Cobb has not been that consistent for the Giants, so the Giants are above 500, and they're right in the playoff mix here, too, but I think I'm actually going to go against this recent sort of slump here for the Cardinals and give them a look tonight with Flaherty. Uh, That's not a bad price. If he pitches the way he has the last few starts, he can outpitch Cobb, and I'll trust the Cardinal offense at least tonight to get back in, in the groove. And, uh, yeah, in the last 18 and a third, in the last three starts, he's only given up a total of two earned runs, including zero against the uh, most productive uh, lineup in baseball. And that's the Texas Rangers at their park. And he tied for a season-high five free passes, five walks. 
and was still able to pitch out of it. He had eight strikeouts as well. Tells you about his uh, stuff that he had. Alex Cobb should be tough. He's been uh, been pretty consistent. It's always Bruce. I kind of throw out the course field. Uh, appearances. Um, I mean, he gave a four earned runs in five innings there, but its pitch is so different. Milwaukee did pop him pretty good uh, up in uh, in Milwaukee two starts ago, but overall, uh, he's been very good for the San Francisco Giants. And, and looking at their lineup, it's a lot of new guys, man. A lot of a lot of fresh faces uh, that they have uh, brought up. They're uh, they're they're getting better, above five hundred again. So it's funny these two uh, uh, organizations have sort of mirrored each other. Uh, in the last comparable payrolls, uh, very productive, very consistent with some uh, rings along the way as well. All right, uh, Toronto and Baltimore. This is at Camden Yards. Bassett, a road uh, a road favorite here against Baltimore and Kramer. Kramer plus one twenty at home. Yeah, Kramer. Uh, the he is the everlasting dividend of the uh, Manny Machado trade from a few years ago uh, for for Baltimore from uh, the Dodgers. Uh, some of the other guys they picked up in the deal haven't panned out. Kramer's been a, a good part of the rotation for a couple of years. Look at the at the standings uh, this morning and Baltimore. For people who haven't seen that, forty one and twenty four. This is a hundred and two win pace. Baltimore is on. I mean. This is like a pace like the Earl Weaver Orioles. You know, this is the, I mean, from the great, you know, Oriole teams, the late 60s and the, uh, in the early 70s there were with Brooks and Frank and, uh, you know, all the guys and McNally and Cuellar and all them. They're on that sort of a pace, which is hard to believe. And yet, here's a, here's a team, Jimmy, you talk about value and getting discounted yes. and all that. I think they're still being discounted some here. And Kramer usually gets into the middle innings here. Now, it's, at some point, again, we've talked about this before, um, you know, uh, the, the bullpen, I think, and uh, it gets a little bit overworked here for the Orioles. And I think <clears throat> after the All-Star break, I'd watch them carefully. But right now, they're still playing pretty well, uh, extremely well, and that's sort of a pace. And Kramer has been, like I said, pretty serviceable. Bassett's numbers much better at home than they have been on the road. Um, he's good. He's capable of stepping up, but uh, he has had a little bit more trouble on the road. But this is a price play for me. I think you're getting Baltimore at a plus price. Um, you have to take a look, especially at home here, and that's what I would do here tonight with the Orioles. Yeah, the Orioles seem to have a uh, a lower power rating uh, than Toronto, and that should not be the case. You know, Baltimore is a better team. They're five games better, but you would think that Toronto is a five games better. And the thing where we kind of still wait, and I know Toronto has a lot of star power uh, in their lineup, but they're one of their all-star pitchers, he's done. And he They had to send him down. And boy, did yeah. they send him down to about Manoa, the lowest yeah. level of baseball uh, with Alex Manoa. Gosman has been very good. He got hit uh, early in the game. They had to come back and, uh, and steal that one uh, in the ninth inning uh, the other day. But, I mean, Baltimore, it, what Bruce – they had a successful season last year. This is the next step in their rebuild, uh, in their rebuild up, you know, operation here, and that makes me believe more that they're not just going to fade away and, and collapse out of this. Um, you know, we we talked about sort of the Baltimore, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, the Pirates. You know, it's kind of the it's kind of the small budget teams. I don't want to say small market, but what's more important, small budget. Uh, that is outperforming some of the bigger ones and some of the you know the bigger budget teams like Toronto, which has a hell of a budget. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, Brandon Hyde, we've mentioned him, he turns, he's turned into an outstanding manager for them, and he hasn't been afraid, uh, and I'll give him that credit, uh, to, to, to use that bullpen. I, again, I go back to that. I worry about them later in the season, but, I mean, you know, he has used the staff, uh, the resources at, at hand there, and, uh, I mean, this was a pitching staff that looked about the way, not much better than the, the, the A's have, uh, uh, you know, a season or, or two three seasons ago and all of a sudden now that I mean the staff is there plus adding a few of these young pieces and, and Rutschman who is now the leading all-star vote getter at catcher in the American is he, League yeah, so he should be yeah and 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 so you've added some really good pieces in there too some finally they've pushed some right buttons management wise and I think that's been reflected in this record yeah I I, I agree so uh, that that lineup and just the the the, the roster is a good young on know with Mullins and Rutschman and Santander is the big bopper man it, everything flies off of his bat all right quickly let's get to it Minnesota and Milwaukee uh this one uh at Target Field Lopez uh in Burns Lopez uh, uh Burns uh, Corbin Burns former Cy Young Award winner even money here on the road yeah, I mean, you talked about the Brewers a second ago uh, and being humiliated at home by the A's like that this season. Uh, if they didn't leave on their own accord, they were going to be shipped out and deported out of Milwaukee after after that series. So I think actually getting out of town, probably a pretty good thing uh, for the uh, for the uh, Brewers here. Uh, and, and, and Burns, who was not victimized, at least by the A's, I mean, he missed the series. Uh, but his recent numbers have not been too bad either. It looks like he's coming around. His last three starts have been pretty darn good. Um, and the Twins, who haven't been all that bad lately, and that was a good series they had up in uh, Toronto on the weekend. Lopez, though, uh, surprisingly, I mean, his home numbers have not been good this year. He's been a much better road pitcher than a home pitcher. Um, but just the dynamics here, I could see Milwaukee bouncing back from that humiliation uh, and I like Burns's form lately here. I think he's going to give the Brewers a shot here and hand off a lead to the bullpen. And let's see if the relievers can handle it. But a decent price here in Milwaukee tonight. I'm going to back Burns and sort of the uh, Oakland bounce back thing. <laughs> you know, after getting humiliated like that, I actually think it's a good thing for the Brewers to get out away from home. And uh, they should enjoy not uh, uh, not seeing the A's here tonight and uh, being out on the road, which oh. uh, I think can work for them tonight. Oh. All right, do I sense a little bit of a run out of the multi-talented lineup for the San Diego Padres? We'll see. We'll see. Padres are only five and a half games back of the Dodgers. Now, Arizona, they're nine and a half back, but plenty of time and plenty of punch in that lineup. Musgrove goes tonight uh, at home against uh, Bibby uh, for uh, Cleveland. He has been a He's been a, a ray of sunshine for Cle- Cleveland themselves, showing some signs. Uh, One sixty-seven and eight at Petco in downtown San Diego. Cleveland is doing something now. Uh, six and two, the last eight for Cleveland here. Uh, so the G's are making a move here, and uh, BB, who is from just up the freeway in San Diego, he's an Orange County product, so he will have some people there tonight in San Diego, and maybe I'll even go down there tonight to watch. Um, it's uh, they. Uh, Cleveland started the series the season pretty good the first week and had about a seven or eight week lull and all of a sudden you see Cleveland making a move and by the way you talk about a division that is winnable look at that division I mean nobody's above 500 the twins at 500 in first place as we enter here today and uh, Cleveland right behind there so they're in position where they can end up winning the central again it wouldn't surprise me at all and BB has been a nice uh, story there you mentioned Musgrove the other way again he's one of these guys all of a sudden 
his numbers are looking pretty good, and he struggled some uh, after he was activated, and, and uh, his first few starts were not all that sharp. Last three starts, ERA at 1.17. All of a sudden, he is he is in the groove here. Night games down at Petco. It's right by the water there. The air's a little bit heavier. Sometimes the ball doesn't carry as much. Uh, and you can see a pitching matchup like this, uh, and, and BB's numbers are not bad either, uh, could suggest an under. Um, and that's how I'm kind of looking at this game here tonight. I kind of li- I'm, I'm kind of thinking perhaps Cleveland, because I like the way they're looking now, but with Musgrove pitching so well, I think I'd rather look at the under in this one here tonight. Uh, seven and a half is the last I saw on that. And I would look under lower scoring game here tonight, uh, which would be a good pitching duel down at Petco. All right, Bruce, be careful. You're going down five back and way where triple digits MPHs are a natural flow of traffic. Be careful though. So it's just like made that drive a few times. It is, it is something sometimes, uh, anything that I missed Bruce that you're uh, interested on today's card. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kansas city, uh, they're trotting out Jordan Lyles again tonight, Jimmy. Oh, uh, they have lost all thirteen of his starts this season. Yes, uh, his his record is zero and ten. His ERA is close to seven. How about the Reds? Um, they're look at look where they're. I mean, they're ahead of the cart. They just won a series in St. Louis. They're actually not playing that badly. And Williamson hasn't been great, but he usually gets to the middle innings, and he's been a much better option than Lyles has been. Um, Kansas City, like we said, Kansas City's at 18 and 48. They are on a 44-45 win pace. I mean, this is the worst team in baseball. And I would look at Lyles. If you can't go against them when Lyles is on the mound, I'm not sure when you can. So uh, maybe the Reds here tonight, and this is more of an anti-Kansas City vote, which has been sort of an automatic thing whenever Lyles has been on the mound. Ele de la Cruz, they are 6-2. and two. I'm sorry, 5-2 and two since they brought him up. Uh, he yep. is worth the price of admission. Um, uh, the, a lot of comparisons to O'Neill Cruz for uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. I could see, you know, the way they look. Young uh, Latin players. I mean, a lot of strength, a lot of pop for sort of thin, tall guys. This guy's way more of a polished baseball player. So he's much more patient at the plate. Uh, he is smooth. He is more uh, consistent with his glove. I, I mean, Already he's going for twenty five to one to plus five fifty and basically overnight for NL rookie of the year. I love watching him play. I had them last night, fortunate, although two outs, nobody on, up one in the ninth, home run champ up. Don't let him hit a solo shot. Boom, there it goes. And they had to win it in extra innings uh, with first and third, one out, but they were able to get out of it. So uh, the, I'm, I'm, I've been riding the Reds a little bit myself, and uh, they've been cashing uh, some decent prices on them. He's Bruce Marshall of Vegas Insider. Uh, I am Jimmy Ott. We do this every Tuesday where Bruce spreads his action all, all, all over the board. He bets the board every Tuesday on the Sports Betters Paradise right here on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.